you know, there's all kinds of scenes that I respond to in movies. I respond to music sequences. Uh, I respond to big comedy sequences. It was like uh, they galvanized the, the entire theater. Everybody uh, woke up. Everybody got connected. And, you know, and I would go see a, a, a film that had a, a sequence like that. I would see it two or three times at the theaters just to see that sequence. And then just to have that experience uh, uh, with an audience. Welcome to Making Tarantino, the podcast. I'm your host, Philip Duke. And on this podcast, I'm joined by a different co-host every week. And we watch and discuss a movie from a list of movies that Quentin Tarantino likes or recommends, see if they've influenced his work, and to see what they're all about. There will be spoilers. I am joined once again by Rob Papp from the Cinemigos podcast and the Circular Jerks podcast. Welcome back, Rob. Hey, thanks for having me back, Phil. Uh, you know, I guess you're a glutton for punishment. Your audience is too. <laughs> you yeah, allowed yeah. me back on. <laughs> no, no, it's it's interesting because since we've been on, you've heard the show where Great Silence is great with Klaus Kinski. Then I see Shanghai Joe, and I'm like, oh my god, he's sadistic, wanting to cut off hair, and you know all this. And then recently, I told you off mic, somebody said watch Venom because he's in that with Oliver Reed and Susan George. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I got to get this. So I bought the movie. So it's coming next week. And I don't think I'm going to be able to wait till it's on the show. I'm going to have to watch it right away. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, yeah he's so interesting, man. I, I like that guy. Oh, I love him. Some of these it's interesting with these movies because I do want to, when I first got the list, I told Chip, I'm like, I'm going to, I started watching, I had watched The Great Silence when it was on Criterion. I was like, I had to watch it because I've been wanting to watch it forever. And he was like, he's like, you're supposed to wait until we watch it together. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. That would make it a little better. But part of me goes, I go through that list and I go, oh, I want to watch this. I want to watch that. I want to, but I go, no, I should wait because it's better. <laughs> I do find when it's something that I've seen where I'm like, I've seen this already. Okay, we're going to, you know, I've seen Audition. You know, let's go through that, you know, and we did that. But I have an added comment about Sitting Target that I did a couple weeks ago. Cassandra Kokendorfer on the Making Tarantino, the podcast page on Facebook wrote, quote, okay, Oliver Reed is a nasty man, but the episode totally made me want to watch Sitting Target. Also, Paul Rollins is British. Then she added, I watched Sitting Target. And it was amazing. Great crime flick made me like Oliver Reed a bit more, end quote. So that's what I look for for the show. That's what we all look for doing these podcasts is somebody to be like, I've never seen it. Oh, I heard you guys talk about it. Now I'm going to dive in. You know, it's like me with video archives. I haven't watched every movie that they've done. But if they talk it up so much where I'm like, I got to see that movie, you know. Well, I mean, I literally just because I, I just started listening to video archives recently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the movies that they talked about so highly, I ended up buying it. I got Mikey and Nikki uh, mm -hmm. with Peter Falk and John Cassavetes. I was like, this sounds right up my alley. I'm And one, I've never heard of it. And I was like, yeah. well, let's let's go ahead and uh, pick that up. And it was it was on sale. The Criterion uh uh, edition of that was on sale so it's like fuck yeah let's I'm gonna go pick well, that up what else is interesting with that is where i always thought that was a john cassavetes written and directed film 
I because, saw, I, yeah, when I, because when I was him, hearing that, I was like, because him and, because uh, they're both friends and he's in his films. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's Ellen May. Like, oh, wait a minute. Or Elaine May. And so I'm like, oh, that's cool. So yeah, yeah it's film directed by a woman. That's yeah. kind of unique. And Ned Beatty being like this hitman kind of guy, like, oh, it's pretty cool. Ned Beatty's intro. He has a, he has such a like eclectic set of movies that he's in, and he's so different in all of them. He's a great yeah. actor. Oh yeah, yeah. We did. Uh, I was going to talk about it later at the end of the show, but I was on the Coltworthy Cinema podcast, and that'll be out in like three weeks or something. And we did not quite Hitchcock, so we did um, Charade and Silver Streak, and he's in Silver Streak. And he just, you know, he plays this guy who you just think is one guy. And then later he's like, oh, I'm an FBI agent. And you're like, holy shit. Like, you know, and then he can play somebody like Otis in Superman. And you're like, oh, that's awesome. And then uh, you know, you have him in Deliverance, which I think yeah. was one of his I think that was his one of his first films, if not if not his first. Yeah. And then you see him in uh, like Network and he's a completely yeah. different character. Yeah. yeah, that's where I used to have a thing where i hated um i hated uh brian ah brian keith keeps popping in my head it's not brian keith it's a guy from first blood um oh uh uh brian dennehy brian dennehy thank you he's an asshole and i was like i hate this fucking guy and then all of a sudden you see him in other things and you're like you see him in fx and you're like this guy's cool like i like him yeah and then same thing. I remember I was watching Disclosure back in the day in the theater. And I'm like, I hate Demi Moore. I hate that bitch. And then I'm like, that's how I know she's a good actress when I hate her because she's acting, you know, acting like this person. Yeah. And, you know, a guy that like pulls it off really well to nowadays is Walter Goggins. Uh, yeah. You know, he's in Django Unchained. He was in The Shield. Uh, I don't know if you watched um, Batman. But he's yeah, he's, he's oh, yeah. a lovable asshole in that movie. Too. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> they did that recently on Colt Worthy, and I listened to that, and I'm like, yeah, I want to go back and watch that. Like, I love that movie, Fat Man. But yeah, oh, Fat Man is great. Like, I I was I was so when uh, you know all the COVID stuff hit, like right as that was about to come into theaters, and I was yeah, I was actually really excited for that because uh, I was like, this sounds so ridiculous, but I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. And when I finally did get a chance to watch it, we reviewed it on Circle of Jerks. I think it was last Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we did a last Christmas or two Christmases ago. And I was just like, yep, this is exactly what I was hoping for it to be. Yeah. And it yeah. was amazing. Yeah, it's and it'd be a good double feature with like Violent Night. Like, yeah, yeah, movie. I think it would be great. Yeah, yeah that'd be a good one. The uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I have no Tarantino talks, but this did play at the QT Fest 5 in 2001. Um, Such a good movie. Now on with the show. I couldn't find a TV spot, but I played the trailer last week. So uh, the tagline, he was taken by everyone for everything he had. All he had left was one obsession to get even, to pay them back. Two for one. Framed in 1975, the plot, a gambler kills a sheriff in self-defense, but as everyone is conspiring against him, he is condemned to a long sentence in prison. Starring Joe Don Baker's Ron Lewis, 
Connie Van Dyke as Susan Barrett. I didn't look her up to see if she's been in anything, but what's interesting about girls around this time, ladies, actresses in the 70s, are you could see where they're like, get a Stella Stevens type, get a certain type, you know, because she looks in certain ways, certain scenes that you see her and you're like, oh, she looks like Stella Stevens. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Gabriel Dell as Vince Greason, which I love Vince's. Vince and him together. Give me a whole fucking movie. Give me a movie yeah. on Vince alone. Like, awesome. Uh, John Marley as Sal Vicarone. Brock Peters as Sam Perry. You know where Brock Peters is from, right? Oh, yeah. I actually I have some notes on that. I was going to. All, right, so, all right. Yeah, I, I got I got notes on all, uh, all our oh, okay. all our main guys. I got a couple more to go through. But if you want to uh, you want me to finish the list and then no, you... Yeah, you go finish your list and then okay. we, we can I'll, I'll dive into some stuff. So um, Brock Peters, just I'll say this because this is my uh, thing. Uh, Brock Peters, I was looking him up and I'm like, why does he look familiar? Why does his name sound familiar? He's in fucking To Kill a Mockingbird. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah that, oh, that was one of the big things. I was like, that's fucking yeah. right. Because I, I had the same thought. I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't I couldn't place it. And then I was like, uh, and I've watched To Kill a Mockingbird probably a hundred times. It's one of my favorite films. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's he, he's the. Uh, He's the guy that uh, Gregory Peck's character is trying to get off of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's on trial for yeah. you know, flirting with a girl. Uh, John Larch as Bundy. Red West as Mallory. So I'm sure you have this, but Red West, I was like, I was like, that's a guy from Roadhouse that I love. And yes. he was also in the Memphis Mafia. He's Elvis's friend since high school. He was in the band. Get the fuck out of here. I did and, not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he was in the band. He was part of the Memphis Mafia hanging out with Elvis. So, but I believe he's in the band. And H.B. Haggerty is Bickford. You and I off mic were talking about Jackie Chan movies. He's uh -huh. in he's in Battle Creek Brawl, which is the first movie that they tried to bring Jackie Chan into America to kind of, and it didn't work. That was, and then they waited until The Protector with Danny Aiello and tried it then. And he said that director wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do. And the movie didn't come out right. And then it took till fucking rumble in the Bronx for people to go, oh, Jackie Chan. Yeah. But yeah, he looks like the big bald guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark. But that's all for he actors. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he just looks so like scummy. Like you're like, oh, I hate this guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what do you what do you have for actors? Uh, well, so obviously, you know, Joe Don Baker doesn't need much of an introduction, but, uh, you know, he's obviously, uh, I think a lot of people know him from Walking Tall, Mitchell. Now, uh, here's the thing. Let me stop you there. So when I first, when this movie first came up with the um, randomizer, you said, I love Mitchell. And I almost spit out any liquid I was drinking at the time. And I said, what? You fucking like that movie? Um because I had first seen it on, I bought the VHS of mystery science theater and watched yeah. it and it was hilarious. So I never watched it like flat, like without the commentary, you know? So yeah. I'm sure it would be almost as good as this, but a little weird with the Linda Evans stuff. Like, yeah. Know. I mean, it's, it's a weird film, but like I unironically like Mitchell I think it's a yeah. good I think it's a fun movie and I love yeah. the mystery science theater 3000 episode yeah. because it does just because they're at the stuff that I'm saying like while I'm watching the movie like they're <laughs> yeah. saying it. it's like so it's yeah. it's funny 
Yeah. Um, plus, you're you're learning about the movie at the same time while you're having a good laugh. That's what I yeah. I so I un, I unironically like Mitchell. Now, yeah. Jodan Baker hate he's like he was uh he because there's two of his films that made it onto MST3K it was uh, Mitchell and Final Justice, mm-hmm. and he hated the fact that they like he hated those guys. You know, like oh, for yeah, I could see that. Yeah, him and uh. I, from what I remember, the two guys that really hated what they did on MST3K were Joe Don Baker and um, Peter Graves. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they had a lot of Peter Graves films yeah. on uh, MST3K. Like one of them in particular was Parts the Clonus Horror. And uh, yeah, they, they're like, I hate these guys. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because you could see where it's like, I put my all into that movie. You know, it should have been better, but it didn't. But, but I don't think that they understand. Like, it's they're not right. They're not making fun of them. It's yeah. just like it's it. It's like the movie didn't turn. They, yeah, they took. They did their best, and yeah. it's like, but these movies are ridiculous. It's yeah. like, it's not your fault as yeah. an actor. You did your best too. Yeah, we're just kind of like poking fun at it, but we're also like we're we're teaching people about the film at the same time. Because yeah. we're learning about who the director was, who this, you know, how this person was. And you, you're having a good time and you're, you don't realize that you're learning about movies. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a film class, essentially. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's well, why and, I don't think that they got that. And on the newest iteration of the newer guys, if you want to say, because the old guys still do riff tracks, but yeah. the, those older guys, they were doing, um, they did the new guys did lee majors that lee majors movie where i was like yeah. my wife likes my wife's like how can you watch you watch stupid shit like this but then you watch the mystery science theater and she's like that's all the commentary that i'm making while you're watching your horrible shit and i'm like yeah but that lee majors movie looks good i want to watch it without the commentary you know yeah but exactly <laughs> that's the other thing about like like you said unapologetic there's one of my friends, Tim, he likes um, Samurai Cop. And I'm like, I, oh, it's your movie. guilty. I'm like, it's your guilty pleasure. He's like, no, it's not my guilty pleasure. I like that movie. It's fun. And I like it. You know, it's not a guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's a good movie. I'm like, OK, granted, understood. It's so, it's so ridiculous, but it's fun. That's I mean, that's kind of the idea. You're having fun while you're, while you're watching a movie. Yeah. I don't know if I would watch it too much like by myself, but it's like, right. hey, Come over, let's watch this crazy ass film. Well, and that's I've I've said it over and over, and I'm sorry I'll say it one more time and then I'll be done. But these movies that I'm watching for this show, I really wish my co-host or somebody was here in town and we could go meet up and be like, let's watch this movie. And we sit together and we watch it because we would have a blast. This movie I'm watching in the morning this morning. I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta watch the movie before I go to bed. I forgot. I've been watching TV. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to watch that movie. And now it's 1030 in the morning. I usually sleep during the day. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I watch the movie. I'm done with it by like 130, whatever it was, taking my notes, doing all that. Then I go to bed and then I wake up at like 530 and I'm like, OK. But it's the thing of like watching this with someone else would be like, dude, like, fuck. Like I had heard of this train sequence when Patton Oswald was on the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he mentioned, like, there's this crazy fucking bonkers thing. And they brought it up on YouTube to show while they're sitting there. 
And they're like, holy shit, that guy is on fire when he jumps out of the car. It's like, yes, yeah, he is. they're <laughs> like, he probably died. Um, but I didn't, I didn't check this. I wish I could have checked it. Uh, written by Art Powers and Mike Meisenheimer. They wrote the novel. I'm wondering if they wrote any other novels. And if so, if they're as good as this, if they have the same character. Because that's what's interesting with the film, not to jump to the end, but it ends like you're thinking it's ending because they want to do a sequel. But then it doesn't. He comes back and he's like, okay, call the police, like blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, like I was thinking it was going to end and then she was going to be harassed and the sequel would be him coming to save her because now she's being treated like he would be. That's a good, yeah, because I, I had some questions on the ending, but we'll yeah. we'll get to that yeah, in, yeah. Uh, here in a second. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Jodan Baker, uh, most people they might know him from his time on the Bond films. He was a villain in two. One of the uh, uh, oh yeah, he was a villain in the one, and then he was in two of the others as a good guy, right? He was in uh, two of the uh, the first two Brosnan ones. Right. He was essentially the Felix Light uh, lighter character, and he was a bad guy in Living Daylights. That's right, the Living yeah. Daylight. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was in the remake of Cape Fear. He was uh, the uh, private oh, detective. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. the um, the director Phil Carson Carlson. Uh, mm-hmm. He was known as the uh, noir specialist. He did like Kansas City Confidential, which great what movie. Great movie. Uh, he also did Walking Tall. He and this was his last film that he ever did. He actually died not much longer after this was put out. And he did Ben, the sequel to, um, and then uh, The Wrecking Crew. Yes, yeah. Um, then Connie Van Dyke, uh, not no relation to the famous Van Dykes. She's not Dick, Dick Van, Van Dyke's Dyke. like yeah. sister or something like that. Yeah. Uh, she uh, was mostly a singer, uh, but it does have like you know some film and TV credits during the seventies, and had actually a lot of appearances on seventies game shows like The Match Game. She was on the, that a lot. Oh, cool. I actually used to watch the match match game pretty religiously back as a kid on like yeah. game show network. I love the match game with that big long microphone that everybody was. Oh, yeah, that those were great. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, unfortunately, um, you know, to bring the bring the mood down a little bit here. She actually just recently died of uh, dementia last month. Oh, wow. Oh, rest yeah, she was Connie Van Dyke. Yeah. So she just recently passed away. Um, we have Gabriel Dell as uh, Vince Greeson, who he, he's such a cool character in this in this movie. Yeah. Lots of film and TV credits during the 60s and 70s. Uh, probably most known for being a member of the Bowery Boys. I don't know. Oh, if you really? Know. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he was, who was yeah, he's, Um Now, I don't know too much about the Bowery Boys, but I do. I mean, I know of them, but I haven't right. watched a lot of those films. But uh, he was at least in the first iteration of what the what became the Bowery Boys. That's cool because I only know those two main guys that are great. The one guy who's so stupid, you know, he drove the car through a wall because he put it into, you know, he's like, okay, pull out of here. Yeah. And he drives it through a wall and he's like, what are you doing? And he goes, he goes, D means drive. He goes, no, D means directly backwards. R means right straight forward. And that's how he wrecked. And it's like, oh my god! And then the main guy who would always mess up the big words, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, great stuff. And Quentin's a fan of those Bowery Boys, uh, especially Bowery Blitzkrieg, which he says on YouTube for free. Nice. Um, um, 
yeah, then we obviously we have Brock Peters we talked about, Sam Perry, uh, best known probably for paying, playing Tom Robinson, Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, but he was in uh, movies like Pawnbroker, Soylent Green. I do That's remember him from Soylent Green, uh, Ghost of Mississippi. And most people might not know this, but he was also the voice of Darth Vader in several radio drama adaptations of the original trilogy in like the 80s and 90s. Interesting. And uh, the guy, uh, John uh, Marley, who plays Sal Vicarone, mm-hmm. most people might remember him in his very, it was a very small part of the film, but he was in The Godfather as J- uh, the film producer Jack Waltz. Uh, okay, wait a minute. I thought that that's who you were talking about being part of the Bowery Boys, but no. No, 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 no. The guy who plays Vince. Vince. Is- okay, 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 okay. Still. Yeah. No, but okay. Yeah, Gabriel, in my no, head, I was thinking you said Sal. Okay. No, no, but uh, no, but the guy who plays uh, Sal, no, he was the film producer in The Godfather. Has gets the horse head in the, in the in the bed. Yeah, that's him. Yep. Yeah, I, I was, was like, like why does this guy look familiar? That's he, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, and he's also been in like uh like a billion films. So he's been like two hundred and fifty some films. He's yeah. he's done a lot of work. He just kind of like that working actor. Yeah. That's in a bunch of this stuff. Um, that's kind of like all I could really find on our, like our pretty much the characters that really kind of mean something into yeah. the film. Um, but yeah, it's funny the H.B. Haggerty. Yeah, he does look like that not bald Nazi that yeah. Uh, Indiana although, Jones although he's a little more muscular, he's more uh, this guy H.B. Haggerty's more I've like never, a, like a I've barrel, never seen like. That. Uh, 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 you know, what was it like a tub of shit piled into a suit or whatever the fuck showed up later? <laughs> yeah, all like, that yeah. stuff when he's just hitting him with every, he's like, Where were you born? In a fucking piece of shit garbage can. And then he's like, Where were you? You know, and he's na- all this stuff. And then he's like, And then Joe Don Baker's like, You want to go? Like, he's ready to go. And it's like, Oh shit. Like, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but- Mort Briskin wrote the screenplay. So okay. like I said, I would like to look up those guys to see if they wrote any more books. I am surprised that two people wrote a novel because usually it's one person writing a novel when I'm doing these movies. It's like one person, you know, later you get somebody and it might have been something like this back in the day. You get James Patterson, somebody I think comes to him and says, I have an idea. He's like, I'll throw my name on it and I'll kind of help you write it. And he gets his name on right. it. And the other person probably does all the work. But this movie was it's got good dialogue. It's got great acting, just like so naturalistic. Um, directed by Phil Carlson, which, like you said, Walking Tall, Ben, The Wrecking Crew, Kansas City Confidential, which is we talked about the big heat being one of my not the big heat. Yeah, the big heat. Anyway, the one with Glory Graham that I told you is one of my favorite. Lee Mark, yeah, yeah. Glory Graham. And uh, this Kansas City Confidential is up there higher on my film noir, like Detour, like that's up there with Detour. Kansas City Confidential is a movie that not a lot of people talk about, but it is a awesome film. Yeah, I, it's on our list and it's so good because of it's that clever thing, like I said, about the killing. We haven't done the killing yet on the show, but oh, the killing dude, that's where he fucking movie. where he picks the people and he's like, you're not going to know why but I'm paying you $2,000 to shoot the horse. So that guy doesn't know about the fight that's going to happen in the bar. The guy who's starting the fight in the bar only knows about the fight in the bar. The, you know, the 
bartender knows to start the fight, you know, to do whatever, you know, everybody knows their little things, but nobody knows the whole connection. And that's what's great about Kansas City Confidential is, okay, you know, this is what you guys are doing. Keep the mask on. You don't talk. It's a Reservoir Dogs type thing of like, don't say who you are. And then later you're like, you know, and you got all these great people in it. Uh, so good. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, so Carlson Baker were asked to do Walking Tall 2, and they both liked this script and went with went and did Framed, which I haven't seen Walking Tall 2 and the next one, but I don't know if they kind of tried to follow the real story or what, but that story of Walking Tall, we have that on the list, all three Walking Talls, Quentin likes. So if one of the Walking Talls comes up on the randomizer, I think I've picked to do all three consecutively. Yeah. You know, in three weeks, because if it says Walking Tall three, then I can't just do that. So I'm going yeah, to have to do one, two and three altogether. Um, you ready to get to some listener opinions? Let's do it, buddy. Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you got to have an opinion. Now, this is probably you. I don't know why you write on my fucking shit when you're going to be on the fucking show. But anyway, the Cinemigos <laughs> on Twitter wrote. It's a nonstop thrill ride. Joe Don Baker is great in the role and his journey feels believable and you want to get answers just like he does. End quote. Was that you, motherfucker? That was me. All right. Of course it was. Um, well, know, it's the have, thing where... I'm yeah. an narcissist. I want to hear what my own thoughts yeah, are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would probably do the same thing. Uh, Philip Meller from the Making Tarantino podcast page on Facebook wrote, quote, that train stunt, insane. Then the beatdown that follows, topped off with shooting a fella's ear off. Don't miss, don't mess with Big Joe, end quote. Which is uh, so fuck. This movie just amps, keeps going, you know, which I wrote about later. Crazier as time goes on. Russ Nichols from the Video Archives podcast fans page on Facebook wrote, quote, good little piece of 70s crime cinema. Joey D. Bakes and Philly Carlson can't go wrong, end quote. Nope. Dave Kalanick shared a website called Trunk Shot Cinema, trunkshotscinema.com, involving his writing on Framed. So it's a cool website. Everybody go check out Trunk Shots Cinema. And it's he's got a list of films on there. So like he talks about this film. He talks about all kinds of others that are on the list or that we've already done. So it's very cool. Uh, Roy Petkoviat Jr., on the video archives podcast fans page on Facebook wrote quote, one of my favorites based on a book called the home invaders written by two guys who Oh, here we go. I forgot about this. Oh, fucking love this fucking comment. This is where you and I learn more shit. Exactly. Uh, Roy, <laughs> Roy Petkoviat jr. On the video archives podcast fan page on Facebook wrote one of my favorite based on a book called The Home Invaders written by two guys who wrote it in prison. Impossible to find. One of two copies goes for $500. Nice print on Amazon streaming for purchase or rental. Makes a good double feature with the outfit. End quote. So these guys fucking wrote it in prison where they're like fucking cops put me away. I'm going to write a story about how I'll get revenge on these fucking people. Christ, that's awesome. crazy. And part of me goes, only 500 bucks? Like, I'll fucking buy that book. Like, I need this book. <laughs> yeah, know? that's... I want it. It's, not, it, it's a, a... It was important enough where people made it into a fucking movie. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, so, <laughs> so good. It must be pretty good. Uh, Brent Spitz on the same page wrote, quote, cool 70s crime drama and a great follow up to Walking Tall. Joe Don Baker was a badass. And now let's see. Thank you, everybody, for uh, responding. And uh, let's play a spot from Grindhouse Database. Since 2007, Grindhouse Cinema Database has provided the online community with a fantastic one-stop resource for learning about the world of classic international exploitation and cult cinema. From the early days of 1930s and 40s cautionary films and roadshow movies to 50s and 60s drive-in classics through to the 1970s and 80s Grindhouse Fair, the GCDB has it all. The site also makes searching for movies simple for users with the easy-to-navigate, state-of-the-art media wiki design. Whether you're a lifelong film aficionado or completely new to these kinds of movies, it's a great place to go to research and discover an exciting, unique part of 20th century cinema history, conveniently located online at www.grindhousedatabase.com. Grindhouse Cinema Database where the action is i wrote some things down at first i wasn't going to and then i said i gotta write so because like i said when i make my notes sometimes they're too much and it's like don't go step by step um so in the beginning you're like okay what is this is he managed the bar what's going on and then you're like oh they're all friends and then when he's like i'm gonna go gamble and they're like can i throw in a thousand i got 1500 okay and then part of me go when he comes back with the winnings I'm like, do they get that money? He didn't use their money, but do they get some of that? Like, how does that work? I think um, like I, I have a feeling be, that he probably would have given them some, yeah. you know, some sort of cut of that because it seems they like offered. that group. That, yeah. Well, first, the movie starts off super hopeful. Like, it's like, oh, this yeah. is a nice little film. Like, you know, we got this. We got uh, uh ron and his girl like you know things are going well they got plans yeah and it's like oh she's like i wish you wouldn't it's like honey i'm a gambler i gotta do i gotta do this you know with his yeah. texas drawl that he's got yeah. going on what i do and yeah. and so he but they they have plans and like he's friends with like the guy the guys he owns this uh lounge with mm. and things are going well he went in he goes to that uh um get the like the gambling winnings like he wins yeah his friend and, calls him and says these guys are gambling and they got this much money there in town he's like okay i'm there and yeah goes there and gambles with him and wins and and then comes back he's like yeah they flew me back he's acting sad they flew me back oh must be nice flying on a plane and he's like yeah and then he goes uh and then he he says, well, I brought my laundry for you to clean. He goes, why don't you open it? Oh, she opens yeah. it and there's and there's money in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, oh, my God. He's like, like holy yeah. shit. And then the bartender comes over and he's like, why don't you look in there? And the bartender looks in there. He's like, oh, my God. And what's funny, that's a little thing that they put in here that it doesn't do the payoff. But I love it where he tells her something about, you know, I'm going to I bought a thousand shares in this hotel opening in Vegas. We're going to do this. The bartender comes over and says, I'd like to see that because she orders a double of what he's having. She brings him. The, he brings her the double and he says, uh, and he comes up and he says, I'd like to see that. And I'm thinking, I got to see this. That's what he said. And I'm thinking 
He's got to see him manage the Vegas place. No, I got to see her drink because she never drinks. And now she wanted to celebrate in order to double. And he's standing there waiting. So Joe Don Baker leaves and he's standing there waiting for her to drink. And she picks it up and kind of looks around, takes a breath and goes to drink it. And the scene cuts. And you're yeah, like, it's like, oh, uh, that was cool. Yeah, that was, that was kind of a nice touch. And I don't know, like I was thinking about that scene. It's like so I think what it's a little bit of like he's taking his girl with him because that, that was part of the stipulation of him managing this hotel and casino yeah. is that she was going to be a famous lounge singer in Las Vegas. That was that was the goal. Yeah. And I have a feeling he was going to leave the bar, that lounge with, you know, his friends. It's like you guys well, run this. Well, and I don't even know you were saying that he owns it with them. I don't even know if he owns it with them or they're just friends and he just hangs out at the bar. You know, and she sings there, but he he probably does. Yeah, I have a feeling that he has some sort of stake in that. Yeah. Um, and then um, yeah, because they're all gone and she's still there, and you know, lets him in there at the end and stuff. Yeah. And then pretty much, I mean, it kind of gets into it right away. Like, there's some shit that starts going down. And to be honest, I thought that I think, and I don't know if you thought this initially, uh, Mm -hmm. but I was saying like. Oh, the people that he was gambling with, they're fucking pissed that he won. And they're they're already like doing something to fuck him over. I was thinking either that or I was thinking somebody saw him coming to town, somebody in the bar, because that bartender was so loud. Holy shit, that's a lot of money, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, somebody's blocking the road. So when he pulls up, you know, Joe Pesci's gonna come and steal his money. Um, as a Godfather, Goodfellas. Right? <laughs> yeah, um, so I was like, oh, they're blocking the road. And they're going to steal his money. And then that guy shoots at him right away. And you're like, what the fuck? And the car drives away. And then he checks in the car. And so then I'm thinking, oh, they're going to get his fingerprints on the car and they're going to find the dead body. Or I'm like, is he going to go look for a dead body? But he doesn't. And then he just drives home. And you're like, OK. And he's pulling home because, yeah, because he fixes his tire. And then he drives home, his tires flat from the guy shooting at him. And then he drives home. And when he gets home, there's a cop waiting for him. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And the cop's like, you were driving erratic, blah, blah, blah. And right away, I wish I was this guy, but I'm not because I'm always thinking of other things. I'm always thinking like, oh, this is bad. I'll go to prison for a long time. Jordan Baker's not going to put up with your shit of harassing him and doing wrong yeah. things. So when he keeps when he slaps him, I love that slap. Like, it's so. Like oh, did Joe Don Baker go just hit me or did the guy just go, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you. Well, I would you. say that he, yeah. he probably did get actually hit because Joe Don Baker was a lifelong a member of the actor studio. So yeah. it's very, po- it's like, yeah. just fucking hit me, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I love when these actors are just like, go for it. It's like, I think I talked about on here where, you know, uh, Margot Robbie is like, you know, I'm going to hit you, you know, Leonardo's like throw water on me like slap me like do all that shit on Wolf of Wall Street and she is and she's like oh my god I can't believe I'm doing this to you know the guy that I had a poster up in my room yeah Um, oh I I I did I I, I'm sorry I shouldn't say was a life he still is a life he still is a member of the industry he's alive still he's yes (laughs) yeah um but that fight is so brutal and realistic where it's not a choreographed John Wick fight it's like it's amazing feels like, like something like you would like this is an actual fight that's yeah. going on yeah you're fighting and, for your life 
and him pushing him in the car and then pushing on his face and then they're on the ground and then he gets on top of the cop and just bashes his head in to the concrete and the cop dies and then he passes out because he's been beat up a lot and then all of a sudden next thing you see is they're wheeling him out and they're not wheeling the cop out because there's blood under him and he's dead oh yeah and you're just like holy shit because you thought when I read about it, I thought he was going to go to prison for something else, you know, some other with yeah. that, with the something where you killed this guy where you were, but it wasn't that. And what else was interesting was that then that that cop comes out and says, oh, this money, but nobody saw this money. Right. And they're both like, oh, this OK, like gambling winnings and gambling's yeah. illegal in this state. So yeah. th- this money doesn't exist. And I and I thought he was going to say, so it must have happened in another state. But he just goes, so this money doesn't exist. And you're like, oh, shit. OK, Walker. And yeah. And great acting by most of these people. When Joe, you know, Joe Don Baker gets put in prison right away. That guy, he meets Vince. But then also he uh, read the guy, Elvis's buddy and uh, Roadhouse uh, bad guy is uh they're fucking with him and he just beats beats him back and then he gets the gas thrown in there and he's fucking kicking it back out and like you know not putting up with any of their shit and then finally then what then he meets that guy then he meets sal oh so that's where like because so um sal is watching all this and this is this is the one thing about the film i was a little like Maybe, maybe I, uh, I, you know, because I'm coming to this for the first time, like maybe I would catch more as I watch it, you know, more and more. But the the relationship with Sal seems like, why would he stick his neck out for this guy? Like, other than uh, maybe the, his reputation precedes him of being a good gambler, and this guy does run a gambling ring of some sort. Is that what I it think, is? I think that's what it was. And again, with seeing it for the first time, you think that when he's like, well, I can make more money going against you guys. And Vince is like, no, you don't want to do that. And then so part of you also thinks that that's where the story's going to go. Now he's going to fuck with this guy and he's going to make more money and Sal's going to be pissed and there's going to be some shit go on. You know, you're going to have him wanting revenge, but also Sal coming after him. Right, right. But then when he's like, no, don't do that. And then he ends up gambling with him and getting 50% off of everything he makes because he's well known. And and then Sal's like, hey, I'm leaving. And that's what uh, the cool with the writing and the stuff that probably came from the book of like he goes to his cell to say goodbye. Sal does. Sal's like, I'm leaving. You didn't come down to say goodbye. And he's like, no, no, it's busy doing something. He's like, no, you weren't. He goes, you're lying. He said it happens with everybody. Nobody. You were jealous. Nobody wants to come and say goodbye to somebody who's being released because they're jealous and they're angry. And he's like, that's why you didn't come. He's like, here call me, you know, tell him it's the dealer and, you know, here, go ahead and take my money that I was taking, you know? And so he's like, wow. Okay. And yeah. it's just really cool uh, thing that just, um, just well-written stuff and the stuff where you're like, oh, okay, he's got a connection. That's cool. But then, then, and the other thing of him like kind of fighting and them kind of fighting against him. And then when Sal tells him like, you just need to cool, like just, just let it be like you just need to live. You can't 
be against everything all the time. So then when he lets it be, then his life's better in prison. Then when he gets out, he's like, okay, now I'm getting my revenge. And so, yeah, pick your spot, buddy. Like, yeah. you know, don't, yeah, it's, oh, the other thing we forgot to mention too, the, um, uh, the, one of the deputies that's with that um, officer who steals the money, mm-hmm. that officer ends up, I oh, think yeah. what, becoming the mayor, I believe of yeah. that town. Yeah. And then the deputy becomes like the, the, the chief of police um in uh in that area that chief of police that is the same uh people might recognize him from dirty harry he's the captain in dirty harry no the captain oh not the um yeah not Um, john what's his name but another captain a regular captain yeah john was uh, like the chief i can't think of that guy's right what was his name what the hell uh john larch john uh the guy who played yeah. bundy that is the guy who is in uh dirty he's the captain in dirty Harry. He's the captain yeah and the chief was that other john i can't think of his name the main guy that's been in other things that you guys yeah on your show um but when he gets out of prison and he goes so sal tells him like in 60 days i got some good news for you he's like what in 60 days you're going before the parole board and you're gonna get to go home you're gonna get off like, because he arranged it for him he's like oh okay and so then you see like kind of montage of him just wasting time for 60 days and that's the last time we see sal too yeah well yeah, until he we... gets a call he gets a call well he gets the call but we don't after that we don't really sell right, yeah really he takes part of his life very true yeah he gets a call and then he's like give the you can give my phone number to vince it's okay um i like that part by the way but when he gets out of prison, goes to register as an ex-con, because right away, um, Sam pulls up and is like, hey, you need to register. He's like, OK, you know, the cop, Sam, he's like, you need to register. He's like, OK, I'll register. Calm down. And he and you and you think he's going to walk past her because when she goes to visit him that first time, he's like, I don't want to see her. And she leaves and well, she's sad. Go ahead. Well, because we all we the other thing we forgot to mention too is mm-hmm. he's wanting to he knows he's been set up for something. Oh, he's like that's the, the main so- thing we forgot when he's in the hospital, and he's and his lawyer is like, you need to just plead. It's like I'm not going to plead. I'm innocent, and you know, hire. He tells her hire the detective. This is probably what you're going to say. Hire a private eye to f- go check that area. And she's like, okay, and gets home. This is the main part that we forgot. Gets home, and there's two creepy guys there to, you know, uh, to tell her you're not going to do anything, and we're going to be here as long as it takes. And uh, that one guy's like, re- like puts a gu- that guy Frank puts a gun in her mouth and is like getting like sexually dude. excited about it. Like, yeah, he's yeah. a fucking freak, dude. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and um. And then that other guy's just being like, oh, yeah, you're pretty. And the uh, and so then the lawyer says, you need to plead. You know, she never hired anybody. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, hire somebody for me. So lawyer goes out to the hallway and he t- and now you see that the lawyer and the cops are together because the he, lawyer's he's like, part of it. He, he's yeah, the, the lawyer, he's in the corruption. Yeah. And so nothing gets done. And so that's why he ends up going to jail. And it's like. Yeah. Oh fuck all of you! And like the fact that they, they essentially raped his girl into submission. 
Yeah. So she wouldn't speak up. And it's like, so it, now you're you created this rift. And they and so said they kill him, like, kill them both. Yeah. And it's that's where like I I think that's where a lot of his bitterness comes from. It's like, how could that's why he doesn't even like want to even see her in yeah. prison because he's like, You betrayed me. Like, why yeah, yeah. why would you betray you me like believe that? Leave me or something? Yeah. Yeah. And that's when like uh he gets out and you're thinking like oh he's just gonna like walk past her and mm-hmm. you know you know she's excited to see him yeah but you know he's like i he has nothing to say and he's like all right come on and he's like and then you yeah. just see the like, brightness yeah. like, come on her face is like yeah. that's cute i like that yeah 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 big time yeah he's like are you coming she's like oh um and then the thing when he so he's like okay i'll go register so he goes to the glass and that guy's like, well, sir, you need don't call him a sir. He's a fucking murderer. OK, well, before, well if so you we, could go ahead. Well, before that, so uh, we because we have that moment in. Uh, oh, wait, does this come before this? Maybe this comes after. I don't know. The uh, they have that moment like where they, you know, they are in bed together. You know, they wake yeah, up that, and it's like, why did you abandon me? Like, why didn't you hire the that's investigator? Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And that's when you find out, like, oh, what the fuck? And he's like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm going to fuck these people up. I'm going to find out who did this. Yeah, I was already be- angry. Now I'm even more angry. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's and then it ends up be, almost becoming like not her revenge story, but like it's kind, it is like a little bit of a rape revenge story kind yeah. of it, you know, from the 70s. It's it's kind of yeah. um because that was really that was a brutal scene. Like I was like, oh, this is uh, yeah. this is rough to watch. I'm glad they didn't show the whole damn thing, but fuck, if, it was like. And if you noticed, rough. if you noticed too, on another note of the way you'll hear them say some words, and then it'll cut it off, like the scene will cut when they're ready to say another word, but it'll cut. Yeah, and I kind of like that they didn't go with what they were gonna say. Like they made it a quicker yeah. dialogue thing. Because our imagination does worse than like there was what? there was a part with like well there was a part with like Vince was gonna say something else or Sal was and it cut him off at like made the end of his sentence a certain way when it was probably gonna be two more words and it just worked. But same thing with the rape scene or the with the gun and just like oh my god. Um but it's that thing of uh when now when he meets you know, well, he met Vince already in prison. But the oh, but the thing when he's going to register as an ex-con, no, this is a great scene. Is great because, <laughs> like I said, for one, the guy is like, "Could you please, if you go over there, sir, don't call him sir. He's a fucking murderer. He murdered a cop." Okay, uh, what you want to do? No, you tell him, you know, what to do. You don't ask him. You tell him, and then finally, he's just come in and he sits down, and H.B. Uh, Haggerty is just standing, like sitting there, like giving him shit. And he just has his back to him. While non fucking stop, dude. Like, it's like, yeah. just shut up, like, yeah. asshole. <laughs> oh, so great, though. You could see. And he was like, it was his cousin or whatever, that cop. And that's why yeah. he's angry. And then Vince shows up. And I put here, Vince is a great actor. And I love how him and Ron are. I love these movies that are just naturalistic. Like, it doesn't seem like they're acting. It just seems like, you know, hey, you want a drink? Where's my drink? Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, I was hired to kill you. And then you're like, should he be on his guard? Is this Vince guy going to really, like, kill him? And then you're like, no, he's been with him for three and a half years. I don't think Vince would do that. 
And then they're, yeah. you know, he's like, let me call Sal. And that's when Ron is, or when uh, Vince is like, you have his number? Fuck, he didn't even give me his number. Like, what the fuck? How come you get to call him? And then when he <laughs> calls him and talks to him, and then he's like, and then later when he's like, okay, I called it off. And he's like, but understand. So part of you thinks like that's, he's just calling it off for him. But Sal says, this is only my crew. There's other crews out there that could be out to get you. So be aware. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he's like, I'm going to give the number to Vince. He's like, yeah, go ahead. That's fine. You can give the number to Vince. Um, And I just love, it's so natural. It's so Ron is so cool with like showing up as like a doctor and then being like, Hey, I'm making house calls. I got something for you. Take he's this. He's so and great. And like, takes, he's, he's so smooth. I like, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Take six of these, you know, they could be lethal if you take too many or whatever, you know, all this yeah. stuff. Six <laughs> minutes, like, uh, and then I put here not to rush through anything, but Carver's train sequence is awesome. And then when you were like, wow, that was cool. Then he shoots the guy in the ear. I'm like, holy shit. Like amazing. And then it I gets to go ahead. Oh no. I would. Um, so that scene, uh, so before well, that we, though, it excelled with those guys coming to kill him. But go ahead. Yeah. We, so we have like, a, so Vince is doing some kind of like legwork for him, gives him like, gets him a gun, gets him some protection. And then he goes out and invest, like, because uh, um, Ron has been doing some investigating. He's been figuring out, like, trying to get, find connections of like who who's involved, like, yeah. and just Sam, starting Sam tells him the yellow car isn't, they can't find the yellow car at all. They don't know what happened to it. Right. That was the senator's son, the now senator's son. And then um, and then the other car, he's like, I'll look into it. And he's like, but I did see that that was called in. That there was nothing wrote in about a crazy driver until two days later when they had me read it. And then I read it and saw that it was added in a different handwriting. And he's like, OK, thanks. And then he gets his name. Thank you, Sam. OK. And you're like, OK, cool. Sam's one. So of Sam, the Sam's on our side. It's like, or at least you think it's like, OK, he's yeah. he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this leads uh, Ron down like the road of like he's finding out like, OK, this person's involved and that person's connected with this person. And the, OK, this is there's some sort of this is a political scandal that he got caught up in. Yeah. And. It's so it's so fucking good. The story of where you're thinking it's going to go and it takes a right turn and you're like, you're thinking like this is like this is some sort of like gambling thing or like it's something with like the mob political and it has like, nothing fucking to do with that yeah, at all. Who, who got shot? Who owned the white car? Who got shot? Who was the guy that shot? What's going on? And then, like, yeah, it like turns something out you would see like, yeah, I mean, obviously this is making Tarantino the podcast, but man, I was thinking like, oh, man, this is, feels like a little bit like blowout or yeah. like, you know, some other, you know, kind of like, yeah, these yeah, conspiracy, yeah, um, you know, conversation like yeah the conversation which is funny I just, which in I, a way in a way it kind of is because the conversation you're thinking this one thing and it's some little it's a one. little bit it's almost well i don't want to say because you haven't seen audition almost like a part of audition that happened that i can't say but when you yeah, watch audition it, we'll talk about it <laughs> but the uh uh but you know that scene too like where like uh they said they essentially he gets as he's investigating what's going on 
he runs into the thugs that you know we know we know them because yeah. they're the one that raped his but girl. now there's three we only saw the two and now there's three guys yeah and then we uh dude when he shoots like when he puts that gun next to the guy's ear and like blasts it i was like i was saying i don't know if you've seen um uh copland but it's yeah. kind of a similar thing that they did in copland yeah. there too yeah. Which I wonder if they took a little bit of inspiration off of this movie. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and before that, though, let's go to the sequence when. So he shows up at home and there's a guy there waiting to kill him. And the cop, Sam, says, like, get down. And he gets down. Sam's waiting in front of the car and blasts the guy. And then he goes when he runs out to see where the guy is. The guy's dead, he says. And then there's a car starts up and starts coming at him. And he's, yeah. like, he's coming at us. Joe Don throws a fucking car in reverse. His Corvette backs it up right in the street, jumps out of the Corvette and that car slams right into it. And the cop just runs up and shoots a guy. The guy tries to shoot Joe Don yeah, and yeah. the cop just shoots him and he slumps over in the seat and sets off the horn. Then they go in and the girl's tied up and they're looking for her. And she's like over here and they have a conversation before they even pull the tape off of like, yeah, there were robbers. That's what we're going to say, that they're robbers and they tried to rob you. And then they tear it off and she's like robbers. And they're like, this, we got a plan. <laughs> and and then when and then that's the thing. And the other thing before after that, HG wants to fuck with him and be like, you want to come outside? Because he's still pissed about his cousin. And yeah. Wants him to go, and Vince is like, I'll handle it. And you're like, oh shit, I don't think Joe Don wants this guy to die. You know, he doesn't want to kill the guy. And so then when he goes out and gets a fucking thing on his head and falls over and his arms broke and he's in a full body cast. And oh, dude, yeah, it's like it, that was fucking hilarious. It's yeah. like it's some like slapstick comedy that, yeah, uh, he's like, you know, drunk cops. And that girl's like, ha, yeah, but. <laughs> And then so then it goes from there to then it goes to them, him. He pulls up. He doesn't know what these three guys look like. The two of the guys that were in the house and the third guy. So he pulls up to the bar or wherever and they're sitting on his car and he's like, can you believe this guy? And he's like, could you get off my car? And they're like, pull a gun on him and they get in the back seat and the other guy gets in the passenger seat and then they have Frank follow him. And he's like, you make any deviation from where I'm telling you to go and we're going to have to find a new driver of this car. Like, you know, I'm going to fucking kill you. So he's driving and you're like, shit, how's he? And his hands are like tied between the steering. Or maybe yeah. that was first just for them to get in. So then he's driving the car and he's driving right along the train. And then all of a sudden and the guy's like, don't leave Frank behind. If you have to go through somewhere, make sure Frank follows. And then all of a sudden he just stops the car right on the train tracks and jumps out. And this fucking stunt is crazy because they hit it with the train. You see like the dummy in the car. It looks good. They fucking hit that. Because that, there was no train that hit that car. Yeah. And the dummy looks realistic because it has its hand on the dash. Like it like because the car stopped so sudden that the hand had yeah. to be on the dash. So the stuntman jumps out. It gets hit. The whole thing catches on fire right away so much that the stuntman who jumps behind, like out of the driver's seat and behind the car, his legs are on fire and he's yep. rolling around and the scene shows that for a little bit and they cuts, but his legs are on fire. Like you're like, holy shit. But 
then so then he runs over then Frank stops right then he runs over to Frank's car yeah and Frank gets out and he punches Frank and then that's when he takes a gun and shoots him in the ear oh. and Frank's like Jesus Christ and then he puts then then he drives Frank out to a little further right yeah uh yeah so. uh, yeah well no it's uh, no what happens i think is like no he's still there he just stays right he there the, he, he opens up the hood and like he <laughs> i forget what pulls he the, like, pulls the uh he pulls the um the distributor cap like the plug for the distributor cap so it's yeah, got a little electricity it. coming out of it so he pulls and that out energy. sticks it in his ear you're like you're like what's he gonna do put his hands in the fan like what is he gonna do and then he puts that in his ear and then hits the you know, the accelerator thing under the hood to rev it up and like give him more shocks. And he's like, okay, okay. And he's like, all right. And then he's going to kill him. He explains what they did. Frank does. And he's like, he's like, who hired you? He's like, really? I don't know. He's like, look, we're even now. I'm not going to kill you. You fucking every time you, you touch your ear, you think about your ear, you think about me not killing you or whatever. And he's like, okay. He puts him in the car and he's going to walk away or going to drive away. And the guy, I'll fucking kill you, Ron. I'll fucking kill you. And he stops and he goes, I believe you. I and believe he fucking you. shoots him. Blam! And yeah. Kills him. I was like, <laughs> and yes, you're right. like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's, so. well, it's funny because normally like in movies nowadays, like you just like he'll end up like leaving that guy. Oh, we didn't yeah. kill him. And then he comes back at the end. It's like, yeah, no, just kill him now. Or you like, do I believe whole- you. Or you do a whole thing, not that it wasn't good because it was great. Man on fire when he's like, I wish you had more time. And he's more got time. the fucking bomb up his ass and blows his ass yeah. up. Um, but yeah, always. That's what I like about these movies, that they're not always formulaic like they become now, where the bad guy, the henchman may not live. He'll just, you know, they die by getting hit by a train. And then the other one just gets shot because he's like, no, I'm not going to leave. I do believe that you're so angry. The other thing is, why are you stupid telling him you're going to kill him? Like, let him drive away and then come back. But it's like, you fucked up. Yeah. But this is where I put the movie went from being good to great. Like, it just kept getting better and better. And then at yeah, the end, I was I was on the edge of my fucking seat the entire time watching yeah, this damn. Yeah, it was it was so uh, so amazing. And it's that thing, like we said earlier off mic about it was it's one that you want to own because you want to show other people. You want to be like, yeah. dude, you got to watch it, you know, so, you know, it's like I found it about this all fucking week. Yeah, I found it on OK.RU. And so I've been sharing the file. So if you type in like for Google search for a full movie and then do video, you can go through and you'll find the hour and 45 minute, you know, movie for free. Um, did you buy it or rent it digitally? Uh, well, I, I rented it on oh. Amazon. Okay. But so, uh, but I was like, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna find this movie cause I want to yeah. own it. Yeah. Um, but so, so then you see Vince, like they're taping up Vince's arm with a fucking world war Z type setup. And, uh, which I loved in World War Z. A lot of people don't like World War Z. I like that, that nobody had thought of that. I hadn't thought of that about fighting zombies with a big magazine around your arm. So, we, you know, when now, he went did, to... uh, World, World War Z came out before Train to Busan, right? Um, yes, 
I think yeah. so. Yeah. So I think Trina Busan took some inspiration off yeah. of World War D too, because they have a guy that does similar. Right. That that's my favorite guy in Trina Busan. Sad, sad story. Sad thing that that guy didn't make it. But uh, spoiler alert: I told you it'd be spoilers for everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that guy does it better. You know, let's not put those two together. Trina Busan is so good. Um, but no, they got it from Frames. But, uh, but yeah, exactly. But when they're taping him up and she's like, what are you going to do? He's not done. Like she thinks he's done. And it's like, no, I'm not done. We're now going to, you know, the mayor's house. And so, and well, this so is after he finds, so he, uh, he finds out oh, that the yeah, senator, he, he finds the senator. uh, senator's son was a drug addict and okay. the guy, the guy's car was the drug dealer that was involved because his yeah, son died. Car. Yeah. Because the senator's son died. Son died three days before he met, before he saw the two cars in the road. Right. Yeah. And he meets, he kidnaps the senator. It's like, you're going to start fucking talking, asshole. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you know what? We're going to walk into the water and we'll see what happens. And again, this acting, when they're coming out of the water and he's just throwing him, like, it's that good shit where you want two actors to be like, it's like, if you ever saw 48 Hours, there's a part where you guys just did the Warriors, but David Kelly, he throws David Kelly up against that fucking desk when he first brings him in to be arrested. He's yeah. handcuffed and he throws him on that desk. And you're like, Jesus Christ, that had to be a thing where Nick Nolte's like, I'm going to throw you into this, you know, because it's going to hurt. Yeah. But, you know, or, you know, even hitting the door, like all that stuff. Um, But yeah, uh, the. But I love so, yeah, he puts him in the water, takes him out to the water and he's like, you'll tell me. And he starts drowning, like dunking him in the water. And finally, he's like, OK, OK, I did it. I killed the guy. You know, I killed the drug dealer. And and this is where you're thinking, oh, it's going to be this whole enemy of the state type thing. And it's not. It's I killed that drug dealer and I shot at you and I made a mistake and I'm sorry. And you never hear that either. Like, I've been living with this problem for four years now well you've been in prison that for one that you're in prison for two you know that and there's nothing ever said about where's my money except at the end when they get the money nothing about like where's my money that you guys stole he does he's just getting revenge like and so i don't think he fully cares about the money so much it's like he's like you fucked my life Mm -hmm. i want i'm taking it out on all of you yeah, that are yeah. i put up with all kinds of shit in prison and that's what and so then when the guy's like i'm sorry i'm sorry i was the one that killed the drug dealer and then i shot at you because i just didn't think i was you know it was one of those impulse reactions to kill the drug dealer and do this whole thing and he's like i've been living with it since then and so he just drags him out of the water and throws him on the ground which is so cool and then just leaves. And it's one of those like, OK, you learned your lesson. I'm not going to kill you, you know. And that's where like, I see. That's the thing that I like about this, too, because, yeah. you know, he, Ron's not just out to kill everybody. Yeah. He's like he, he's like once he learns, like, OK, this guy is sincere. It's like, you know, and one, he was going after the person who killed his son. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like, hey, you He's know, like, I'm you sorry. wanted revenge. I want I, revenge. I, I called people and like stuff happened that I did not expect to happen, and I feel horrible for it. I am yeah. so sorry. Yeah, because and you believe him. Yeah, and Ron believes him. That's and he's like, okay, all right, we're good, yeah. we're even. Yeah, 
Oh, you know, I, I kind of had to, you know, do some shit to you, but we're, we're good now. We're even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's good because where else would you have somebody dunking another actor in the water? Like it would be a whole thing where it wouldn't look gritty. It wouldn't look real. It'd look, you know, stage something. I don't know. There's something about these old movies. Today with, this is where the seventies just has some sort of like realism to it, where you believe, like they they're really doing the stuff well it's yeah it's also where they're like we're gonna hit this car with a train you know are you okay and the stunt guy's like yeah let me check this door a couple times okay it'll open we're good all right they hit it the guy jumps out because that's what i would do like let me check it about five times but knowing me the sixth time it wouldn't open the train hit me and uh and then they do it and it's like was this like a union thing or was this something where you guys were just like let's do this you know and then that's the other thing that's the other thing of back then getting actors who are like, yeah, I'll fucking tussle with this other actor who's playing a sheriff. Let's do a good fight and let's fucking, you know, wrestle around and it works. And same thing with I'm going to drag you out in the water and I'm going to drown you. Take your breath. We'll do it a couple of times. OK, I'll shoot it this way. And it works and it's great. And then when they're ready to now attack the mayor's house and there's those two Dobermans. And so he they cut the electric. uh wire and they jump over he waits for vince to jump over because he's got the the world war z style setup the train to basan setup and uh, and then when the dog attacks him he stabs a dog and kills it you don't see the vial you just hear the dog whine and get killed and then they go to the thing and they got their backs to the door and it's his old lawyer who is now what his lawyers become like prosecutor or district, something the district attorney district attorney and and then Fuck the mayor man. And they have their backs to the door and the mayor's like, you need to just get him, fucking kill him and all this. And the lawyer sees Vince and Vince is like, shh. And so then he goes over and um, and Ron like grabs a mayor and he's like, I'm going to fucking shoot you. Like, where's the money? He's like, he and you know that they're gone at the back of his head is like, yeah, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that they're not in it for the money, at least that Ron isn't. I think Vince is Vince is like, I'll take it if I can get it. But when they're like, get the money, he's like, it's in my dresser. It's in my desk, but I don't have much money. It's only like like 2000 and they're like, open it. And then they're like, is there an alarm? And he's like, no. And then they put the gun to his head and they're like, and he's like, okay, okay. There's an alarm on the switch right here. And then I got to need the keys. And he pulls it out and he's like only 2000. And then they're like, where is it? And they're going to kill him. And yeah, they stab him. Is that when they stab him in the hand? Oh, oh they're going to cut yeah, off his yeah. finger. They're going to cut off his finger. And he's like, no, no, no. And finally, the lawyer's like, OK, OK, it's over there in the books. And he's like, motherfucker. And uh, and so then he go. he's like, what's the code? And that's when I think he stabs him in the hand, like the, combo. In the hand. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. And so then he gives him the combo and he opens it up and he's like, and then where does he get the gun? The mayor. No, the mayor doesn't No, the sheriff, that sheriff, deputy sheriff comes in. That's and, where. Yeah, that's yeah. where. Um, uh, What's his face comes in. Um, John Markey or. Uh, fuck, uh, John Larch uh, Bundy comes Larch. in. Sorry. Yeah. Bundy. Yeah. And gets shot in the neck. He's like free. Oh, Shoot him in the neck. And oh, so he's like, put your gun down. Vince is like, put your gun down. And so Ron puts the gun down, but then Vince shoots him, right? 
yeah the neck and then when he's falling his gun goes off the deputy sheriff and it shoots vince right in the chest and vince is like this isn't how i thought i'd go like and then he just dies yeah Yeah. and and now it's uh then the lawyer is like hey hey man it's not me like i'm sorry and he hits the lawyer over the head like pistol whips him goodfellas well, style because they, they um they fucking threw oh they throw uh, yeah the mayor out the window and the yeah. dog rips him to fucking pieces yeah oh my god i was like i did not expect that at all it's like and it's like can we uh, uh the 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 lawyer's like uh it's like uh, i'm not doing he's like let's just put the yeah, thing he's like you want to go out like, there and I help don't, i don't want to yeah. get attacked by that fucking dog yeah yeah and he <laughs> takes, takes that desk and puts it up to the door and then he pistol whips him, knocks him out, the lawyer guy. And then he grabs all the money and he leaves. And he comes Not back. Not just the money, but he grabs all the Oh, yeah, all the documents, he... everything that's in there. Because that's what he wanted. And he goes to the bar. And she's there by herself at the bar. And he's like, he's like, I killed this many people. Where's Vince? Vince is dead. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you keep talking about all these dead people. I told people. you that this was going to happen. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, well, I'm going to leave. You're coming with me. She's like, no, I'm not. And it's really cool where at the end when he's going to kiss her and she and you're thinking it's going to be a kiss and maybe she'll change her mind, but it doesn't. It like stops. And then he ends up kissing her on the forehead and he leaves and he goes to get in his car and then he stops and he comes back and he goes in and it's really cool because he goes in and he's like, okay, call the call the police, call Sam. So she's like, okay. She goes, thanks. And she gets the same excitement that she does yeah. mm-hmm. when, when he uh, when he was like, you coming? Yeah. Yeah. What? That's the thing. Is like, I don't understand what, why, why, what, why her excitement why, now? Why, why was she like so like like she she wanted nothing to do with? She I, didn't want to. Did, I think it was like, did she not want to go on the run? Is that what it was? I think it was part of that, but I, I'm thinking like it would be more like I would almost want to because you'd be like, well, they know I'm tied up with you. And if they come at me, you know, they're they're not going to be able to find you. They're going to come at me. But I think, right. yeah, it's a thing of her being like, no, you're a bad person now. I don't want any part of this. You were a good person. You know, the only bad thing about you was you were gambling. Then you got in this problem where you should have just led your life and not done this revenge thing. Now you did the revenge thing. I've gone as far as I can go and I'm done. And so he's like, okay. And then he realizes it too. And when he comes back and he's like, he's like, okay, call Sam. And she gets excited. Like, oh, good. You're doing the right thing. And she calls Sam and Sam shows up and he's got a gun under the table. And he's like, hey, Sam, uh, what would you do if I had all this information? And Sam's like, well, I do the right thing because I've always been on the shitty end of the stick and I've been fighting ever since. And he's like, okay, that's what I thought you'd say. And he puts a gun on the table because Sam's like, I know you have a gun under the table. Puts a gun on the table and pulls back like a cloth or whatever and shows that here's all the files. All the tape. And Sam's like reading it. Oh, shit. The mayor. Oh, shit. The deputy sheriff. Oh, shit. This, oh, shit. And the judge. And then while they're doing that, she opens the lug, the briefcase and finds all these hundred dollar bills and stacks of hundred dollar bills it's all the it's all the money that he had lost initially it's like oh and and more probably and more yeah so uh so she's like oh and then she knocks it off the thing and he's like what oh nothing i just dropped something and then puts it in the fridge 
And yeah. she's like, hey, I put it right there. And he's like, OK. And it's like a sweet moment. Sam's going to get, you know, his thing. And that's where I said when it was ending with him leaving, I was like, are they setting? We know from my stuff that I would review that there was no sequel. So I was like, right. were they setting this up for a sequel? And then one didn't happen. Oh, I'd be so pissed. But no, he comes back in. And he's like, OK, call Sam. And you're like, oh, it's perfect. Awesome. I think that this is a perfect ending to the film. Yep. I think it's uh, this movie has no like, you know, dull points in it at all. Like yeah. it is a you you get right into the action mm -hmm. and it doesn't stop until the end. Like I said, yeah. it's a nonstop throw ride. And I was yeah. really on the edge of my seat. It's like, what is going to happen here? Because yeah. what I thought was going to be the thing yeah. didn't turn out to was be it? the thing. Yeah. And oh. it's like, it, it, it went from, I was like, oh, this is like some sort of gambling, like mob thing to like, oh shit, this is a political thriller that he just yeah. got, kind of got caught up in something that yeah. he had no intention of getting caught up in it. Yeah. It was just kind of a unfortunate circumstance that he got caught up in. Yeah. And they found a way to fuck this guy over. And it, it was just by circumstance that it's like, oh, he, here's all this money. That and they they use that as a way like where you have these corrupt cops who use that as leverage to build up their political career. Yeah, and yeah, it's just it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's just a crazy, crazy thing. And the the great and like you said, the greatest thing of this is where you think it's going one way, and when he gets that senator out in the water and the senator explains it, you're like, oh shit, it all makes sense. Like. It was all a mistake, but then you called, you know, he's like, well, why did, when he brings him up to the shore, he's like, why did they come at me? And he's like, because I called and I did that and I was panicking again. And I called them and said, get over there and get this guy. And that's the whole thing started because he shouldn't have been there killing. He shouldn't, a, a future Senator should not be killing a drug dealer from his son, yeah. uh, his son's drug dealer. Um, so but in this yeah, movie, yeah. did you see anything that you think Tarantino might have liked or used in a film? The only thing that I was thinking of is the scene like where the dog is tearing the shit out of the mayor. I was thinking about Django and Chains uh, there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But well, and and, and uh, a little bit of uh, <clears throat> Once Upon a Time when the dog attacks, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, the exactly. balls, but yeah. But other than that, I was thinking like, I know he likes this film, but I don't know what exactly maybe he maybe other than, you know, because uh, as far as like you're going in, like you're thinking it's like, oh, this is like a, this is a mob movie. You know, it's a mob slash yeah. like gambling movie, but yeah. then it turns into it's a political thriller. You know, it's yeah. kind of that shifting of genres or mixing of genres, if you will but also where you think it's going to be more political thriller than it is. So that's where then it comes back to being just a regular like revenge type picture, but with yeah, more so to it, it. It's mixing revenge with a political thriller with, yeah. you know, with something a wrong else. guy it, in the wrong place. Yeah, exactly. So it's maybe nothing specific as far as what he has put in his movies, but it is that mixing of genres that he likes to do. Yeah. that he got excited about and has incorporated into his films. Yeah, I think a little bit of the dialogue. I think, of course, you know, the ear thing, but not quite, but just something hurting somebody like that. 
um that thing another thing that you never think of is like what is this guy gonna do like taking the taking the spark plug plug off of you know not the spark plug but the plug off of there sticking his ear to give him a little shock it's like holy shit well the uh the ear thing maybe a little reservoir dogs there you know yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it's like, i don't oh. think my i think i'm reaching but yeah yeah it's like oh we can fuck but with the person's ear <laughs> i think most i think mostly the dialogue is uh so good um our star rating system here is one to five five being the best i rate this movie 4.5 out of five uh what do you give it Stop stealing my notes. Oh, sorry. I also have it a four and a half. Sorry. That's <laughs> awesome. It's fucking great. We need to go buy this movie right away because here's my next question. Would you buy this movie, rent it, or find it for free? No, I'm absolutely going to buy this film. This yeah. is really, really fun. Me too. Yeah, it's so good. Um, And now, would you like to get to Phil's film favorite of the week? I would like that. Let's do it. All right. The movie this week was a uh, charade from 1963. I need plot. to watch this. Oh, it's so fucking good. Romance and suspense ensue in Paris as a woman is pursued by several men who want a fortune. Her murdered husband had stolen. Whom can she trust? I give it four and a half stars. It stars George Kennedy, Cary Grant, uh, Walter Matthau, Audrey uh, Hepburn, uh, James Coburn, Audrey Hepburn, like all these great people that this are in. Was, uh, this was Carrie's last film, wasn't it? That's what I had thought. That's what. So I was going to say. So I was on. We talked about uh, this. I was guesting on the Cultworthy Cinema podcast, which will be out in three weeks. And we did not quite, not quite Hitchcock, and we did Charade, and we did Silver Streak. And I said when he started getting gray. He was like, I look old. I need to stop. So I think it was this movie and maybe another one. And then he stopped or maybe three. And then he stopped. Um, but the thing with charade that we were talking about on there is a lot of people think, oh, the Hitchcock movie. But it's not a Hitchcock it's film. Not a Hitchcock movie. It's nope. directed by, believe it or not, the guy that did Saturn 3. Um, uh, <laughs> Naked uh, Kirk Douglas. It's a guy's name that did uh, Singing in the Rain. Um, Gene Kelly? No, the guy that directed. No, as far as the director goes, with, uh, yeah. I mean, Gene Kelly name. helped. It was um, uh, I want to say Stanley Donnan, and uh, that's who it was. And um, so, so that was fun. And then Silver Streak was like amazing as well. So you ready to find out what's coming next? Well, I, I mean, I. Oh, oh okay. I, go ahead. No, go ahead. It, it, is it possible for me to share some of my? Yes, please. I'm sorry. Thank you for reminding me to do that. That's what we're going to start doing, because when Chip was here, Chip would be like, I haven't watched anything. And so I was used to just here's what I watched and not caring about you. But yes, let's hear about what so I'm going to your show. You know, this is my show now. Yeah. All right. Exactly. OK, <laughs> go ahead. No, no, it's, uh, uh, no, totally been meaning to do that. So you were you were doing stuff, uh, not, uh, you know, a little bit like Hitchcock. I was actually watching Hitchcock this week. Um, Good stuff. I watched uh, or rewatched uh, North oh, by Northwest, also with Cary Grant. Yep. Uh, which is fucking great. Uh, and I rewatched one of another one of my favorite Hitchcock favorites is Rope. I don't know if you've oh, seen yeah. Rope. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Ten minute shots. Yeah. Big Dude. giant cameras where they had to step over like big giant cords and yes. and it's like, yeah. It, the fuck did you do that? Um, 
And so, yeah, I was, I was enjoying that. I watched all like the, cause I have a, a really cool Hitchcock collection and it has all these extras on there. So I got to watch all the extras and um, yeah, so it was just, it was fun to kind of re I haven't watched those in a little while. So it was kind of nice to revisit them after a couple of years yeah. So yeah, those are those are my favorite films, and I give both of those a five star rating because yeah, I think those, those are two of the greatest. Those are, uh, yeah, North by Northwest is so great, and um, it's like I've told you, you need to see Frenzy. That was his second to last film, um, that he did because he died in nineteen eighty. The um, yeah, Hitchcock's always good. I have a whole, I have a blueprint of like the Psycho House when they built the psycho house. Yeah. It's not original. It came with my psycho is my favorite Hitchcock film and favorite horror film of all time. Psycho's good. I need to revisit vertigo because I Vertigo's only saw great. it like once or twice, but I haven't dived into it to be like, Oh shit. I see what they're saying or, you know, it looks beautiful always. And of course, uh, uh, rear window is always great. Yeah. So come back next week on December 29th for a very special season one double feature finale episode when I'm joined once again by Eric Clapp from Cinema Force on YouTube for... That's right. I said double feature. So we discussed it and we chose, you know, usually I do the randomizer, but here lately people are like, what should we do? And I was like, what should we do for the season finale? And Eric was like, yeah, I'll be on it. And he's like, how about we do planet of the vampires by Mario Baba from 1965. And we do Toby Hooper's life force from 1985. And I was like, Oh, space vampires. I love it. Let's do it. So, <laughs> Here are some trailers. Let's prepare for a landing, Brad. Okay. In a 40G gravity atmosphere, strange thing happens to man's body and mind. Barry Sullivan and Norma Bengel take you into the most fantastic science fiction adventure ever filmed. Emergency! Emergency! Conditions desperate. Little chance of survival. Help us. Mark, look! What have you got? The galleot. Bert, get me a fix on this right now. Wes, Brad, controls. Planet of the Vampires. Harboring a form of life worse than death planet of the bloodless, creatures who take men's bodies, but attack like vampires. I'll tell you this, if there are any intelligent creatures on this planet, they're our enemies. In this outer space world, the living dead try to escape into life. Alice. No, just his body. And I'm just one of many beings on this planet. And we're fighting to survive. It's imperative that our race continue to exist. We arranged for several of you to kill each other so that we could take over your bodies. 
you are our last chance. No, never. We'll all of us give up our lives to save our own race. They watched. They waited. Now their time has come. Out of the depths of space, the ultimate terror. Moving, searching, destroying. From body to body, from life to life, from man to woman. Changing, growing, burning for our life force. director of Poltergeist, from the special effects creator of Star Trek, the motion picture, Life Force. In the blink of an eye, the terror begins. So Planet of the Vampires is about after landing on a mysterious planet, a team of astronauts begin to turn on each other, swayed by the uncertain influence of the planet and its strange inhabitants. And here's what Life Force is about. A race of space vampires arrives in London and infects the populace, beginning an apocalyptic descent into chaos. So, everybody, get your pins out. You can find Planet of the Vampires on Pluto with ads, Apple Voodoo, and FlixFling for rent or to buy digitally. And you can find Life Force on Tubi with ads, and Paramount Plus, and Hoopla and Apple, Amazon, YouTube, and Vudu for rent or to buy. So where can people find you? Did you write that all down? You got that all down? Because you were yeah, like, got, you were like, oh, I haven't seen Planet of the Vampires. I haven't seen either one of those, so I'm going to oh. have to check those out. The most um, beautiful, dare I be a total male piece of shit, douchebag maybe, but Life Force, most beautiful female body ever, maybe. Uh, yeah, naked yeah. naked through most of the movie so oh you know yeah. about her okay i do i uh my uh what are, i think they did life force on uh one of my friends uh podcasts and they were uh, talking about that it was yeah. <laughs> uh, uh but uh yeah if you want to find me i'm on a couple of different things uh circle of jerks podcast you can find us on uh youtube we are on Twitter slash X. We are on uh, at podcast COJ and uh, on Instagram for circle of jerks podcast. And we had some asshole named Philip Duke on there. Uh, How dare you? you know, How dare you? Recently. The most beautiful female body ever. That's yeah. me. <laughs> and uh, if you also, I'm on a show called the Cinemigos. Uh, we're on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And on Instagram, we're podcasts, uh, or um, sorry, we are at, uh, on Instagram, we're at uh, Cinemigos underscore podcast. And on Twitter slash X, we're at Trace Cinemigos. Um, 
T-R-E-S-C-I-N-E-M-I-G-O-S. Uh, we just, uh, really, uh, as of this recording, we have just released our Warriors episode, uh, episode on the Warriors. Uh, we are going to be putting out um, The Life of Pi. And I think what else were we putting out? And then, because I know this is coming out a, a little bit further along. Yeah, we're doing Life of Pi and oh the big red one that was my pick oh yeah yeah that'll so, be, yeah, yeah so the we got, premise we got some great episodes coming up the premise of their podcast there's three of them and either one or two of them have not seen the movie that the third one brings so it's yeah. kind of cool where they'll be like i don't know that kind of drug and others will be like i fucking love it um yeah yeah you so guys it's, need it's to a do fun, it's a fun show you did cobra you need to do commando so good um, I think all that seen one, Commando. I'm pretty sure one of us has not seen Commando. So that'd be cool. Um, and then you said the episode that I was on of Circle of Jerks, that'll be on at that the end of the year. That should be on before the end of the year. So, okay. you know, right as you're kind of signing off for the season, yeah. it'll be coming up. So go ahead. If you want some more fill in your life, you can come on Circle of Jerks and That's right. see my beautiful <laughs> uh, female body. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you for joining us. We hope you had fun and maybe learned something about a movie that may have a part in making Tarantino. Goodbye. Goodbye.